Hello everyone, my name is Lou, and welcome to my podcast, Anatomy Follows Physiology. Um, We will be starting the unit on muscles, um, and kind of just going over the major muscles in the body. The human body has about approximately 700 muscles, um, but we won't learn all of those 700 muscles. Um, and so we're going to focus on just about a hundred, and we're going to go over the main uh, major muscles. Um, if you kind of read along in the textbook and look at diagrams to follow along with the information that I'll be talking about today, it might make a lot more sense. Um, and it'll also help to watch some videos and see these muscles in action. Um, most uh, anatomy and physiology courses have students learn not just the names of the muscles and being able to identify the muscles, but also the origin, insertion, action, and innervation. We will just be covering the identifying muscles and going over their actions. Before we get started, I think it's helpful to know about some descriptive information regarding the regions of the body in relation to the skeletal muscles, regarding position, direction, and fascicle arrangement because these structural characteristics um, are very useful to understand the muscle terminology. For example, temporalis refers to the head and the brachialis refers to the arm. If you think of the Latin roots of these words, they might um, help you locate uh, where some of them are. And I have plenty of mnemonics to help with um, a wide variety of the muscles that we'll be covering. So I think it might be fair just to start with the axial muscles um, of the axial skeletal system, Uh, but we're going to do the axial system of the muscles. Uh, We're going to get started with uh, the occipitofrontalis muscle. There's two portions of it. It kind of goes along the top of your head from your eyebrows to the bottom of your scalp. And if you think about the your forehead muscle, it's it's all part of the same muscle. It's just the frontal belly of the occipital frontalis, um, and the occipital frontalis frontal belly raises your eyebrows and wrinkles your forehead. One way to remember this is that occipital um, is near the eyes. You have your eyes, and then you have the occipital lobe, and frontalis. You know it's in the front. Uh, frontal belly, though, that's going to be your forehead. And your forehead, you know, the main thing you'll do um, with your forehead is raise your eyebrows and wrinkle it. Um, next is the occipital frontalis occipital belly. It's uh, located on the bottom portion of your head near your neck, um, right above your occipital bone. And that is responsible for tensing and retracting your scalp. Your opicularis oculi. Um, so I'm not sure how to help you guys remember opicularis, but oculi means eye in Latin. Uh, there's also a scary movie, if anyone's ever seen it, called Oculus, and it had to do with seeing into a mirror. So if you think opicularis oculi, you'll think of that scary movie, and the action is actually that it closes the eye. So nobody, most people don't want to see something scary, so they'll close their eyes, so... Opicularis oculi closes eye. That is the action. Next muscle is the opicularis oris, not to be confused with the opicularis oculi. Um, both are circumferential muscles, meaning they are circular in the organ or the body part that they surround. 
um, but they are located in different different parts of the axial, you know, muscle system and of the face. The orbicularis oris, oris meaning oral, meaning mouth. It is responsible for compressing and pursing the lips. Um, so think oris, think oral, think mouth, and you know you're going to compress and purse your lips, like as if you were going to kiss. Um, next up is platysma, um, which sounds like a platypus, and it kind of looks like a the tail that you would see of a platypus, and it's responsible for frowning. So if you were to ever shriek at something or get grossed out and you make a very intense frowny face, you could even feel your platysma, at least the edge of it, kind of uh, elevate from underneath the skin. And it's responsible for depressing the mandible, lowering it, and it also pulls the lower lip back and down. So just think if you don't like platypuses, you might end up frowning, and that is the platysma. So it uh, depresses the mandible and it pulls the lower lip back and down. Next up is the masseter. Um, if anyone's taken biology before, they'll know that chewing is a form of mastication, which is grinding of food in the mouth. Um, so it's uh, relates to di the digastric muscle, which is next. Um, the masseter closes the mouth uh, by elevating the mandible, and the digastric muscle opens the mouth and depresses the mandible. So the way I remember these two is in tandem with each other. Um, you know, mo most people like food, they like to eat. Your digastric muscles, you know, gastric, you're going to open um, your mouth and put some food in. And then you're going to start chewing it, so you're going to close your mouth, and that's the masseter muscle. So masseter closes mouth, elevates the mandible, and digastric opens the mouth for food, or favorite muscle, <laughs> and depresses the mandible. Um, next up, we have the amohyoid, and um, it's located laterally to the sternohyoid underneath the hyoid bone um, in the neck, the anterior neck basically around your throat area and all it does is depress the hyoid um, same thing as the sternohyoid which is more medial in the neck it depresses the hyoid um, next up we have our three scalene muscles in the neck um, also sort of called the tri uh, triangle muscles there's the anterior middle and posterior these help elevate the ribs and flex at the neck next up we have the sternocleidomastoid both there's one on uh, the left and right side of your neck. So there's two sternocleidomastoids. Both of them flex at the neck. Both of them elevate the sternum and the clavicles. Only one at a time rotates and laterally flexes the neck. So uh, one way to remember this is that it's located at your neck. It's in front. So muscles that are anterior um, are going to most likely end up flexing. Um, wherever the joint is located that they're acting on. Um, and then if you think of the name, sterno is, you know, relates to the sternum. And then clido relates to the clavicles. And then it kind of all goes all the way up to the mastoid, um, you know, on its way there, it's traveling across your neck. So that's one way to help you remember that it elevates the sternum elevates the clavicles, flexes at the neck, and then one alone rotates and laterally flexes at the neck. 
Next, we, um, in the next podcast, we're going to cover the appendicular muscles of the body. So thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful and please stay tuned.